This show is brought to you by Made by Super. Hiring a design studio is more necessary than you think. Your brand is important, and how it's represented shouldn't be phoned in. Whether it's your logo, website, messaging, online ads, environment, graphic design, or social media, you need professionals, thinkers, advocates for your brand, people that will make you look good. It will make a difference. Trust me. Go to madebysuper.com and hire great designers to get to work for you on your brand. Also brought to you by Age Old Trade Design, LA's premier hospitality design firm. Welcome to Acting Real with Kat Foster, where I talk with talented, seasoned, professional actors about how they use what they've learned from acting in their real everyday lives. If you have been listening to the show and you like it and you're moved by it and it's helped you and it resonates with you, subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a good review. It means so, so much. And more importantly, it helps other humans find the show. Thanks. Hi, you guys. Today we are talking to Mo Collins. Now, I had not met Mo before we sat down together, and OMG, I was blown away by this episode. Um, so moving, so inspiring. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, you guys know Mo from everything. She did 154 episodes of Mad TV. <laughs> um, aside from that, uh, she, you might recognize her as Gina from The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, you might recognize her from Arrested Development, Parks and Rec, Lady Dynamite, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Modern Family, all of the coolest comedies she's done. Um, and right now, you can see her in a drama, Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, and Fear of the Season 5 of that show is premiering this coming Sunday, June 2nd on AMC. And you can see her in that, and we talk all about that, and I'm so excited about it. Enjoy. It is a skeleton, and you have to discover where the bones go. What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. You must use the play. You must use it like an ingredient. <laughs> so you're like this like com comedic genius woman who then all also does drama. Uh, I can say that now. Or do you feel like you're just you're an actress? Like I mean, I think most people know you from. By the way, we yeah. don't ever talk about acting on this show. I mean, actually, we always talk about acting. But I'm not. I don't really. This is just for me personally. Like yeah. I'm interested in you and your career. This show really isn't about acting. It's yeah. more about like life. Sure. And so, but anyway, I'm really interested. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can say that now. So you didn't used to say that. That uh, I that you do were drama. Like a, yeah. I couldn't say it beyond saying really that to it. do comedy is to do drama. Sure, of course. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, this is my first real foray into something completely different, and I am absolutely on a learning curve and could not be happier I can imagine yeah it's it's a whole different thing I don't even feel like I'm in the business sure. anymore per se uh -huh. and I'm real good with that because I really can't stand the business sure. uh but yeah I'm in Austin uh doing this thing that I absolutely cherish Ugh. like the whole experience is about my my soul Ugh. and and my own survival if you will like this it goes incredible. so deep for me 
my yeah. my uh, experience there. Can you tell me all about it? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know because, I mean, yeah. you know, like, so, like, on, like, a, a sort of surfacey, I've done a lot of comedy, too. But yeah. I, but I did drama. Like, I actually, like, my first thing was a dr- was drama. But then I ended up randomly mostly doing comedy. Uh-huh. And I have to say, not having to wait for people to fucking laugh in video village or whatever like in the studio audience or like yeah at the table read like not having to like wait for me is such a relief and i'm talking about right now i'm talking on like this uh you know like this most superficial level of this right. drama comedy yeah uh thing that we're talking about this little topic right now yeah um but just on that level i find it so relieving to oh. do a drama and not have to like make some anything funny or like but maybe you don't experience that anyway because you're because you're you. Well, I mean, uh, comedy will always be a BFF for me. Sure. It's so in my pocket. Right. Uh, to the point where, you know, it. Uh, I don't want to say it bores me. Sure. It, comedy will never bore me. But uh, it started to be where the things I was getting called to do, were, it's just repeat performance. Like I've done it. And you start to go, is that all I am? Yeah. Am I that one note? Like, are they right, right. about me? Right. Therefore, right. they don't call me in for this other stuff? Right, right, right. Uh, funny enough, though, it was Gina from 40-Year-Old Virgin mm-hmm. that got me this uh, gig on Fear the Walking Dead. Wow. When I when they hired me, they said, "Oh, you know that character Gina." I said, "Yeah," and they go, "Her, we want her in the apocalypse." Whoa. I'm like, "All right, let's go stir some beef." Like it was just yeah. that. So at least there was some some organic place for me to kind of begin my submersion into this character. Right. You know that right. that I had some comfort level because right. Gina was an improvised character. She came from a moment, you know, wow. and so. So it's just sort of been easy to kind of step off of the comedy platform to the drama, but taking everything that I know with me. And what, like, so, but, okay. Okay, so here's where this becomes applicable. The idea is that we're talking not about acting again. So, like, I'm always looking for ways to have people who aren't actors relate to this. And by the way, I think that that's interesting for actors and non-actors. Like, because really, I think there's so many metaphors that we can draw between, like, what we do as actors and what we do in life. Yeah. Um, And so I'm curious here, like, you're doing something that's not brand new because you're an actor. You happen to do a ton of comedy. But now you're doing something that you haven't done uh, in the public, certainly. But you're you're doing a drama. And there is something for you to hook into. They they want you to be Gina. Yeah. So, but like, what was your first day of work like in this new space? I mean, well, the first day was terrifying. I felt uh, completely out of place, and of course, uh, being the insecure comic that mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. I had fear of being laughed off the set, mm-hmm. or m- my own insecurities were kind of coating me with uh, "you don't belong here." Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, I still laugh because I say that the clown follows me because there are literally so many moments on the set. And I've gotten pretty much everybody in the cast to embrace it along with me because these clown things happen to me. You know, I'll, I'll get up and, and the ass of my pants will rip. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and you go, it's the clown over my shoulder going, don't forget from whence you come. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're here now, but don't get 
too big for your britches. Wow. So there's this clown that um, it's at it's at the point now where it's just hilarious because people recognize those moments and go clown. God, that's so beautiful. Do you watch Baskets? Yes. Oh my! It's like the clown follows him. Yeah. You know. I mean, obviously, it's the show, so it's intentional. But like, if that were his real life, you know. And then I go, yeah, it's it's such a part of me, the clown. Mm. Um, But you know, having grown up in that from that seed Mm -hmm. of feeling the clown, Mm -hmm. there's also that desire to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. that I think most comics have, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and they chose comedy as the way of being taken seriously. Mm -hmm. It just comes in the form of laughter, right? which uh, sometimes maybe doesn't seem serious enough. Right. 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 But, uh, but yeah, it's great. Where where did that now? Like, when did you first become aware of the clown in your life as a kid? Oh gosh. Become aware of it really aware of it probably not until like middle school like did you come from like a funny family um there there were funny elements for sure I'm from an Irish Catholic Mm -hmm. family and they're smart and witty and Mm -hmm. uh so yeah and you know biting Mm -hmm. in so many ways you know um Mm -hmm. my my mother uh, um was tough Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but funny Mm -hmm. she was super smart is super smart Mm -hmm. and uh she has a great wit yeah you know uh, all too often perhaps it was used against me sure but that's where I learned Uh uh uh-huh you know Uh, (laughs) and thus so many characters that you could say stem to that yeah but uh yeah so okay so the clown follows you to fear the walking dead (laughs) yeah um do you but you but you have you embraced the clown completely yeah you're into i mean the clown you know is a great was a really useful yeah but it's funny because just like i have already done on fear when the clown has presented itself i owned it right away Mm. that you know it's like in doing comedy you know particularly like i found doing stand-up if something embarrassing happened something that crushed you in some way Mm -hmm. my first instinct was I wanted to get it up on a stage and I wanted to own any laughter around it before I was laughed at right right so in the same token I did that with fear I called out the clown and I just said here's here's what it is it's it's being transparent right right you know it's it's just saying by the way, what you just saw happen, keep an eye out. It's going to keep happening. That's my life. That's why I got into comedy. Right. You know, right. because these moments, I was born to have these moments mm. because I was born a clown. Mm. And uh, and it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been frustrating at times for sure, but it takes every, it can take every bad thing that has ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I can actually point a finger on it because I can take bad things and make them funny. Mm-hmm. I can make them um, tolerable to where I, and, and I can also put onus off of myself on some of that ownership and go, that's just, that's the clown. That's my role in life. And these things happen to me. Right. You know, right, right, right. But right. it's ownership. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a book. I don't know if you've read it um, by Robert A. Johnson called Owning Your Own Shadow. Oh, well, that's exactly this just that's, by title. That's yeah, exactly. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting because um, the way you talk about it, it's like the clown. It seems like and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the clown is like it's both an aspect of your personhood like it's a part of you mm -hmm. it's not you but it's a part of you definitely and it's also like there's something more essential that it's like almost like it's your shadow too yeah but you gave a great word there essential mm. because if I look back at incidents in my life or events uh the essential part is that clown helped me get through it mm. and uh chew it up swallow it digest it and poop it out can you tell me about it can you oh. tell me, can you give me an example of something that happened in your life where you used Well, I mean, when clown? I got diagnosed with cancer, yeah. there's never more need for humor mm -hmm. than when these things, because it, it, uh, you know, you're so, you're so immersed in the question, why, why mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I mean, ultimately the answer to that, that I've come to learn is it's about my capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, my capacity for everything, be it pain, love, mm. uh, all of it, mm -hmm. capacity. Mm -hmm. And these th the why. Why? Because the universe knows you have the capacity before you do, Mo. Mm -hmm. So you just go through it and trust. By the time you go through this, you walk through this, you just watch. Your capacity expands. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, you can be grateful and say, thank you, universe, for presenting this piece of shit for me mm -hmm. because it means i'm gonna grow right so thank you for thinking i have the room for that right 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 like that's one way of finding a sliver of gratitude for something yes. that's so shitty <laughs> and it, it it answered why mm -hmm. it because i you know during so many times in my life i was like why why me like why right. this I, like here we are so many times anything how long ago was your diagnosis 2011 okay yeah okay yeah so you know that was fun uh but but i did have fun in that isn't that weird to say well it's i did it's, have fun in that because yeah. uh thanks to clown yeah and uh my now husband but you know we were we were fairly new as a couple when wow. i was diagnosed and mm -hmm. so you know here it's like oh <laughs> Uh, we're not going to go out to dinner for this date. We're going to go to the oncologist. What do wow. you say? Like yeah. it was a uh, an unusual way to fall in love. Yeah. Uh, but we did, and um, so yeah, it. Uh, what was like the concentrated period of time that you were really like going into the hospital prior up to? There was like a year before the the surgery. Okay. That that was the the big a big event that happened. Right. You know and. Um, so yeah, just just like, under do you a divide year. it? Like I do I divide? I it? haven't had cancer. Yeah, and I don't actually like no one in my uh, my aunt. But 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 I. So I'm just I. Please excuse my ignorance, but I just I'm curious. So like, you get you got diagnosed, and then was there like a period of like that you would consider like a battle? You know what I mean? Like there. Um, like, was there a concentrated, like, year, two years? Well, before? It's, uh, it's so hard to answer that because of the nature of my cancer. 
um, the battle. The battle is... Which I think was, was it stomach cancer? GIST. It's called GIST, gastrointestinal stromal tumors. Very few people know about it, including some doctors, oddly. Mm -hmm. You know, I I had a very fortunate uh, situation where the first oncologist I was sent to, his ego allowed him to send me to a specialist for this, you know, which right there was where my journey went really right. Yeah, thank God he didn't try to like Girl, figure this out. Let me try and figure this out. out no, this yeah. is a very unique cancer. Mm. And if it's not taken care of specially, bye bye. You know, it's it's bye bye. Right. So I really got lucky and ended up at UCLA with one of few specialists in the country. Wow. People fly from all over to go to these people i live here so great yeah that's amazing so i'm extremely lucky yeah so i mean there was certainly the first before the surgery Mm -hmm. just because the discovery process yeah is uh different yeah um and because it was so new yeah and unbelievable yeah because i didn't have symptoms I was newly in love. My life was and great. And your son was in high school. Yep. Wow. And uh, I was, what was it, 45? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what? I mean, did you cry? Did you laugh? I, of course you cried. But I mean, like, no, wh- actually, how did you process I, this? I often say, how come I haven't cried more? Mm. But that's been all my life. I should have cried more. <laughs> it's just something I don't seem to get to enough, and I should. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe that's just not know. how you process pain, right? I don't know. Because part of me goes, well, did you get that because you didn't cry enough? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm an overanalyzer too. Yeah. Well, and, and did you ask yourself those questions? Because like, yeah. I feel like I, I mean, look, it's so fucked up that we think about this because like we don't know. But no. I think like, okay, well, like, I mean, look, I'm always freaked out that I'm going to fucking get cancer. But I also yeah. smoked cigarettes from the time that I was, you know, I started smoking when I was like 12. Yeah. And I really only fully, fully, fully stopped like a few years ago. And I'm 40. Yeah. So, you know. None. I, I mean. I mean, I always think like if I did get cancer, I'd be like, OK, well, is it because I smoked? Maybe. Probably. Is it because I didn't yeah, eat? This, well, let me stress? just tell you, this had nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. I know I'm sure you know not. what they say it's due to bad luck say? bad luck yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like thanks clown yeah. you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um it's just bad luck there's but it's, no genetics right that this it's just something that happens because cancer happens yeah 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 and and so so you're confronted with just like this fucking bad luck situation but yeah. somehow your your capacity for wisdom allowed you to answer your own why the fuck did I have this bad luck That's, with this idea that you are you are capable the capacity yeah. well that didn't come right away but at by after about five years three five years somewhere in there is where I came to the capacity answer mm-hmm. uh, but it really I really started digging deep into the question of why mm-hmm. when that started mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and did you like did what changed like did you go to therapy i mean you know what i mean like in your I life did not. like uh i did not i just walked through things and got through them and went oh 
I walked through it. I did it. I have the capacity, mm-hmm. you know. And when I then looked back at other things in my life, I went, "Oh, that's that's how you got through that." Yeah. And I remember saying, "Like, why me?" Numerous times in my life, right? Yeah. Like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Why me? Yeah. Why? What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, we do that. Like, what did I do wrong to deserve this? Right. And it's like. You didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You you just, this is part of your journey, and the universe knows before you do that you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of your journey here, you'll have all of this as part of your story. Mm-hmm. And you get to, you know, lay that head down and, mm-hmm. and go, oh, I walked through some shit. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah. And that's my journey. And good on you. And were you afraid that you you would die? Um, I became less afraid of death. In it, mm. I definitely that's what happened. I became less afraid of it because you imagined it. You because I had to it. look at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, be, um, I certainly spent much of my life like you. You're, I think you said you're forty, and it's mm-hmm. like certainly thought about death and feared like oh. I, I don't ever want to get cancer. Right. Well, there it is. It knocked on my it door. It happens, yeah. And, um, and uh, so, yeah. It, and I suppose part of it is just, you know, I'm almost 54 now, and I just look at it all so differently. Yeah. I really yeah. do. And Since this, since hey, Yeah, I mean, that really is, I started to grow up in a whole different way hmm. when that happened. It's, and, and, and it's a way that not everybody gets to grow because well they don't get cancer right and right, so right, they don't right. I did so this is how I grew right in the face yeah and so and and so I became uh not afraid of death in a in a very real way certainly in my life I went I'm not afraid to die blah mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. simple speak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but now it's uh now it has a very it's it's a very real uh settled feeling can you this may be an annoying question but can you try and talk about that feeling can you dig into that a little bit like I just saw you touch your chest and your oh, sternum a little bit like it's, it's a being uh, what does it feel like to not be afraid to die uh, death? well because well for one thing I do have a, a spirituality that says that my energy is is going places. Yeah. So like there's another reincarnation. There's or... another journey. I don't. I don't know the specifics of it. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is a an existence beyond here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it is just ethereal, full energy, love. You know. Um, but I believe that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I believe that's where we all go. Yeah. And so. I've I've felt those moments just even from procedure or whatever where you slip out of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to feel like that. Mm. And that's not scary. It's quite comforting mm. unless you are scared, unless you do have anxiety about mm. that. But mm. I've been through so many procedures and things that uh, I don't have that breath of anxiety with it anymore Mm. it's so like before a procedure would you would you walk through 
through that like maybe this is like maybe i'm gonna maybe well, i might not wake the, up after this procedure. yeah certainly the big the big surgery, surgery um in late late december of 2011 mm-hmm. when i had the tumor removed and there were so many questions before you get in there and do what they call the big look Mm. And uh, there was also the possibility of a a procedure that I was going to have that would have changed the course of my life. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be doing Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Um, I don't think I'd be doing too much of anything other than um, existing. Wow. Uh, So... So you, when you were preparing for this big yeah. look, you were like, <laughs> I might wake up from this and not really, yes. and have a completely different. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's yes. a big, big thing. It was huge. huge. And, and I, it's, it's, to be honest, that day is probably my greatest victory as a human being. Because mm. it started in the morning. I had to be at the hospital by... 5 Mm a.m. over to UCLA from the valley Mm -hmm. and you know the 405 shouldn't be a problem at that time but guess what happened that day the 405 closed down completely because of something and cars were stopped like a parking lot for 45 minutes so I was late to this massive surgery so instead of panicking I there, there was really something very unique that happened to me that day. And perhaps it was divine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to call it. A divine. We shut off the car. My then fiance, he had just asked me to marry him two days before mm-hmm. and just said, I'm with you. We shut off the car and we made out. On the 405. Wow. And it was so incredible. We laughed. <laughs> you know, I called the hospital and just said, I'm late. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do about it. There's not a helicopter dropping down to pick me up and get me right. there on time. Right. There's nothing I can do. Right. But I have this time with my beloved. Mm-hmm. So, so let's make out. Yeah. Yeah. Before the pain starts. Wow. Uh, wow. That was a victorious day. And then, you know, did the surgery and I got plan A, which was that they got the tumor out without having to do this other thing. Mm. And uh, so upon waking too, that was just insane to, yeah. to, oh to, hear, to hear that. The news. <laughs> that was nuts. So that was um, one of the best days of my life. Wow. <laughs> because... You know, there you go. Holy shit balls. Yeah. How did I get through that with so much grace? Yeah. How did I do that? And that's where you start to go, oh, I'm strong. Mm-hmm. I'm made of some stuff that I didn't even know. And that's a day that changes your life forever. Forever. Yeah. Even just the experience in the car is something that you would remember. It's even without the context of that. I it's mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, but I go, wow, okay. So, you know, you never know who you are until those moments yeah. come. You you don't ask for them. They just, when moments come to be, you know, it's it's that whole fight or flight or, you know, just 
Do you have anxiety or not? Um, but I, I have a, uh, I have a calm that is insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. I can imagine. Well, so you, I you know cultivated that. it oh, under like the most insane circumstances. Yeah. I mean, literally life and death. Yes. You cultivated so, Yeah, a, a, and then a like way. after that I'm like signing, you know, like who's gonna if oh, you God, something yeah. goes amiss, who's gonna be mm-hmm. taking care of your yeah. your shit? Like that's what I got to the hospital and was filling out then. It's like Yeah. All right. But uh but I carry that with me now. Mm-hmm. I, I get to own that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh woofa. Yeah. I mean how does that not come with you everywhere? Well, and so like do you get nervous ever for like an audition or a test no. or a table read or a, Oh, I get um I get a frivolous uh excite, you know, I get I still get nervous about things, sure. but that's that's just that's not that's not real. That's not real. It's yeah. not real. Right. You've really learned. Yeah. To, that's not you real. You learned what the feeling is in your body. That's, and I don't know how many times i say to people i'm maybe performing with if it's a live thing like well we're not getting fired nobody's right. firing it. nobody's dying from this nobody's getting fired so right. we're good go fuck it up have fun yeah you know right. this this ain't right. that it's like right don't put too much into it right put right. your best right. into it but beyond that right take right. care of yourself right go have fun mm-hmm. you know do you pray uh, I, I mean, kind do of, you believe in God like that, or do you meditate? Like, do you have? What's I don't. Your, do you have a practice? In I don't have your a practice mm-hmm. other than my thoughts themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, have some spot in my house. Sure. I don't have. Um, I just uh, talk to the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do talk, you talk out loud sometimes, depending on you, and what what's going you, on. You say like please universe send me this or or what like what kind or like please universe help me feel uh, more calm I, or one thing i enjoy asking of the universe is, uh, remove my burden mm. remove mm. this burden mm-hmm. and when you say burden what you're talking about is like a, a heavy feeling whatever or... is going on mm-hmm. that is causing that mm-hmm. feeling that burden mm. um whether it's a burden i'm putting on myself or it is actually situational. Right, like there's a person that's A very... person, a thing happening. Um, remove the burden. Mm-hmm. I like asking that one. Mm-hmm. And I've been answered on that numerous yeah. times. Not always, but mm-hmm. it's worth asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like, you know, let's say like that you've dealt with a situation where the burden is like a, a difficult person at work or relationship or something. Yeah. Um, other than asking the universe to remove it, or by the way, even in ask, along with asking the universe to remove the burden, yeah. like how do you process, how do you, how do you work to remove the burden for yourself? Then it goes back to another prayer. Yeah. Grant me the serenity yes. to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change, change the, the things, things I that can. I can. Yeah. The wisdom to know the difference. But yes courage to change the things that you can and sometimes Mm -hmm. i want to say the will to change the things that i can because i can get lazy complacent whatever but it's like no mo you've got to be the legs here yeah yeah 
Yeah. You just, you have to be the legs here. And so when you're the legs, like, I mean, you know, do you, I guess, you know, I think back to like, um, times when like I've been like hurt, you know, like my, I feel like my feelings have been hurt or I, or I feel really insecure and I want someone to really like me or like, you know, I feel like, um, you know, maybe, uh, or like somebody's not been, I feel like somebody has not been nice to me, you Mm -hmm. know, like all of those things. And I, you know, I, I do everything I can to just kind of recenter myself and remind myself that it's not about, it's, it's really not them. It's about how I'm dealing with it. It's how you're receiving it. Yeah, exactly. I, I really don't get my feelings hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I ever really, really did. Yeah. I had what you were just talking about of wanting people to like me and that will never go away. Yeah. Um, but as far as my feelings being hurt, I uh, wish that would go away. Don't you wish that would go away? I don't really, I'm not getting my feelings hurt. No, but I'm saying the wishing that people would like you. Oh, God. Yes. Wouldn't that be great if that just went away? (laughs) Yeah. Um, is it you? Is that something that's like essential to you? Like, is that part well, of what fuels your clown? It's just a desire. Yeah. For whatever I guess reason. we all want people to like us. But on the other hand, I go, well, that means I'm probably being a better person out in the world because I'm doing sure. things that would make people want to like me. Yeah. As opposed to think other awful things about me are you a person that has like a lot of good friends do you do you have a hard time with relationships or do you I have I have really good relationships and yet on the same token it's like I feel like I hardly ever see people yeah right because you're you know it's LA and people isolate thing I feel like I think it's partly LA too yeah but you know um I'll say that like on the show um fear the walking dead because it's such a concentrated experience mm-hmm. and the relationships are so good, uh, I have friendships there that are very active, mm-hmm. right? Lights mm-hmm. are always on mm-hmm. with those relationships. Uh, then I have my my long timers mm-hmm. where if I see him, it's right back right. to it. Right, right, right. But, ah, gosh, it's not this like calling up all the time because boy, we don't call each other anymore. Yeah, or do we? Know, right? You know, um, what do you do? Do you text? I do you am Marco not Polo? a phone person. Oh wow, never Good have been. Great. Uh, I mean, I have I have sure. one, but I don't always have it on me. Sure, sure. You know, so people maybe get. Uh, I think they know about me anymore. It's like yeah. It's, it's as if the phone is still on a wall in my house. Right. Like, I'll get to it when I get to the kitchen. Right, right. You know, but, um, but yeah, it just, it's different. So you were telling me about how beautiful this experience of Fear the Walking Dead is. Yeah. Um, and tell me, like, can you talk about why? Like, what's happening for you yeah. in Austin? Like, you're going to... Yeah, and it, actually, that this conversation is going right. perfectly because what we just talked about is very much playing into what's what I am going through with this experience, which is um, between the things that have gone on with my health and the challenges there, because, you know, the the, the physical challenges continued as the years went on. It's just like Uh the the toxicity and how that breaks your body down Mm. and the unusual things 
that happen. I mean, I went six six months. I couldn't raise my arms over my head. Wow. And specialists couldn't find out why. It's like, the, wow. there's the clown to me. Right. You know, it's right. just like, really? Like, of my husband's washing my hair in the shower. And wow. I can't, because uh, I, I, to raise your shoulders, you can't, you, you can't, it's not just arms above your head. To raise your shoulders just to undo your pants to go to the bathroom. It, it's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, of course. Like, it's one of those things that you can't, um, you don't realize how much you use that. Ridiculous. Those muscles until you can. Six months. <laughs> wow. Six months. Wow, wow, and wow. so just there's been a lot of challenges yeah. physically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, what I love is that nobody, nobody asked me when I got booked on Fear of the Walking Dead, like, Hey, Mo, can you how is your hands? physical health? How, <laughs> can you run? Like, how are you with yeah. these things? Nobody, yeah. nobody. And thank God that they didn't. Because what's been happening is yeah. that, you know, like I, I had a botched knee surgery back in 2013 after wow. all this. And oh things don't heal as well, but yeah. also it was a botched surgery. So my legs got limited in some regard. Mm. Well, there's a day on set and I've got to run up a country road. Oh. Nobody said, Mo, can you run? Right. There you go. I could not run two steps at home um, without my knee glitching. So you see that in the script and you go, what do you do? Rise. Yeah. You rise. And that's what this is happening. You're doing this, Mo. Wow. You're not not doing this. You're doing this. You're going to rise. Mm -hmm. You're going to rise. If you fall again in the process, you fall, but rise. Mm. You do everything you can to do this. And then I did it. Do you know what I'm saying? Then I did it over and over because you don't just yeah, do one take. <laughs> yeah. And um, Now, I, did you tell people? No. No. See, you don't as an as actor. No. Yeah. No. See, that's what I would, I would be like, fuck, like, how do I? I don't know. I no, just, because I had to hide it from myself, so too. Yeah. You know, I had to push that aside. Yeah, of course, yeah, you just have to like go there, do it. Uh-huh, but that's the beauty mm-hmm. of acting and how it serves our person. Yes. It's right. unbelievable like that. Right. Like imagine you're so into your role that you don't even feel your own physical limitations. Yeah. What the fuck is that I magic? Know. I know. That's voodoo shit. You know, that's like right before you go on, you realize you have to pee and then like, you think, yeah, you completely yeah. Or you have a headache. You mentally empty yeah, out gone. your bladder. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's something so magic about that. Yeah. And so, you know, in this character that I play, she's a tough, right? Mm-hmm. She's, she is tough. Mm-hmm. So I have been using her for my own self Mm. because she's become real enough inside me that I go oh you're part Sarah Mm -hmm. you're part Sarah too you are partly that strong woman Mm. you're you're her too because you're playing her and so you know it's like I came back from doing my first six episodes and it was a summer break and uh, I'm like oh I I don't want to lose her her mm-hmm. i want and you know mo can slip into bad habits mm-hmm. and too much mm-hmm. couch time mm-hmm. and so i let sarah take me out for a walk which would turn into a bit of a run and love it it's like i would just take her with me and she did things for me so she's serve she's this show is is helping me to survive 
I just love this so much because it's so beautiful that you have Sarah and you oh. have Gina and you have the clown and oh, man. you have this other aspect of you that's that's able to say, you know what? I I want Sarah to come home with me for this break. Yeah. Not I know my weaknesses. Yeah. In this moment, I need Sarah. Yeah. I call upon Sarah. Yeah, it's like no... Because ultimately, I'm just this little child stuck in here. Sure. That's now almost 54 and yeah. things have happened. And there's all these characters that have attached themselves to this little being yeah that came into this universe you know yeah and they're all my playmates and they're all my angels and they're all servicing me yeah. and it's sort of sometimes I joke to myself like Mo is short for more oh, you know yeah. because it's like they're all you yeah they're all you yeah I was just going to try and figure out something with your last name too Collins like Collins calling, calling, calling on more, calling on more <laughs> I need more help today um, yeah and then there's the little <laughs> who's girl gonna help me today you who know you also have so much compassion for it sounds like I do know, just... I absolutely do yeah. yeah 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 I know how weak she is I know how strong she is but mm -hmm. I also know how vulnerable that little girl feels mm -hmm. you know so and when you say vulnerable do you do you mean scared or or like when you when you feel vulnerable what does uh, that feel like I feel incapable mm. like I'm not good enough uh yeah mm. I'm not capable mm -hmm. because I'm not good enough depending on whatever it is that right I'm feeling that way regarding when you were talking about um your character Sarah I was thinking like um there's this, you know, when you see the like statues of Ganesh, <laughs> and his ha hand is always like, oh yeah, pointed out, and it means Tatswamatsi. It's like a Hindu phrase oh. that means, um, you are that, or maybe it's I am that. Oh wow, I did and not I'm, know that. And I'm just gonna look it up first. Yeah. I think it's I am that, but the idea is that it's a mirror. Yes. You are that. You are that. You are everything. I am. You want a little Sarah? You are that. I know. You want a little it's clown? You are that. Connecting to it on in your DNA. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I love that. And that's also the beauty of finally getting to do drama is that I'm realizing I am infusing Mo into Sarah. Ooh. I have not got, I mean, God bless all these crazy characters I've gotten to do. I <laughs> yeah. love them dearly. But um didn't feel they were me. You know? Sure, yeah. I I know they just Well, but they are though. I mean they came out of your body and they your mind and do, your but heart it's your... they felt more out of observation. Sure. Than like you were doing impressions. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would say they were impressions of people. Mm -hmm. Um but not me mm -hmm. um not me mm -hmm. but I'm, this feels more like this is this is me yeah this is me sarah sarah is she is she's a part of me and she's been in there for years even when i was that vulnerable little girl you know you've got this like little tough somewhere inside you too yeah. that you wish you could access mm -hmm. or that other people would see her mm -hmm. 
but she wasn't showing herself. People mm -hmm. didn't see her, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, and oddly, like my character is a truck driver. And when that little, when I was little, I wanted to be a truck driver. Because oh, I, I wanted, my initials are MAC, and I wanted Big Mac oh, written on the side of my semi because I thought that was so clever. It's a hamburger, yeah. but it's also my, like, oh, so clever. Yeah, yeah. I had a keep on trucking poster in my bedroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the, and then like I love the song Convoy. Do you feel like the incidences of synchronicities uh, like that have has increased since since your diagnosis or was it always that way for I've you? I've always had that. Is that you're just you're Irish? I don't, you <laughs> Is know, that just the luck of the Irish? It could well or just, you know, or the Irish that desire to connect to oh, story. Way, do you feel lucky do you feel like a lucky person i mean you had some shit luck in 2000 do i feel like a lucky person yeah i do feel like a lucky person i mean yeah. like when something like this happens where it's like you get this you get cast in this part and like you then, the luckiest yeah with this and then especially the though because you remember like back to when you were a bait like oh, does it just insane. feel like oh my god it's full circle it's all full circle like i wanted to but be this one happened because and... i can't tell you how many times i got a script and found all the ways that it related to my life yeah you know weird little things like oh, my that's my son's name or yeah. my mother you know yeah, and you're like i i'm gonna get this because of those things yeah ah, yeah they didn't all go that way sometimes they did but this one really did wow in such a big way yeah to me yeah and of course i just love to embrace all of that thing all that kismet yeah i love that stuff oh my gosh i love it too yeah so if i were i would put like big mac outside my trailer door <laughs> i would I like find a big mac sign right? i like write big mac on like all my scripts oh i know <laughs> I it's know. so weird you know what i just i also really love about everything that you're saying like you know, not everybody gets paid for a living to like, yeah. you know, make characters and become other people. But, yeah. but I think everyone can think back to times where they themselves have been like, whoa, I don't know where that came from. You know, where the, yeah. some they, they, they stood up for themselves or they stood up for someone else or they, um, you know, they, they made it through a public speaking thing that they were afraid of or whatever. Right. And they can say like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I did that, but I did that or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like it feels comparable. Like we can look back to moments in our lives and be like, well, that, that, that was me or that was not, that was not how I think of myself, but that I did you that. You did it. My body and my voice Put did it those on, things. Yeah. You know, like Put I Put it on your life resume. Right. Did it. Yeah. And you can always yeah. go back. Yeah. You, you can, uh, yes. Don't forget you did it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I, I'm always looking for my victories. Yeah, I do. No yeah. matter how small, and some days that victory might just mean I got up and went for a walk. Right. You know, because I've suffered from depression my entire life. Mm. I'm always looking for my victories, yeah. and that sounds like a spoiled little child thing to do, but um, I need them. I like them. I need them, and. Um, that's me looking for ways that my life is going well, and mm. I was a part of that. Yeah. And so can we talk about depression? Yeah. So, like, did you get further depressed as someone who was diagnosed with cancer? No, I did not. Did it, was it the opposite? 
like what how did how did those two what was the well if anything if anything it becomes um if you're down about something it's uh sits there's pretty good reason right right, right in depression right. sometimes you go oh my, God, my life is perfect great. right what now why am i in a vat of burning mm -hmm. oil mm -hmm. you know why mm -hmm. can't i get out of this mm -hmm. um but the 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 cancer at that whole time was just uh there was something to point at sure, you sure. and it it didn't feel like depression right. in fact because there was a lot to do mm -hmm. there was things to do right um and sometimes that's depression is just there's not enough to do and you get tired of coming up with it right and you're not very good at it some right. days so there's things to do there's appointments right you have a calendar mm -hmm. it may not be the calendar you want yeah you know but it's like some days you got to get up because you've got appointments what are the tools that you use to 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 make it through your days yeah and uh when it's really dark when it's really dark contrary action is a big one mm -hmm. um just like do it any just like get it do it if i do not feel like getting up mm -hmm. get up and go for a walk right even if it's one block mm -hmm. give mm -hmm. the universe that opportunity to give you a little god shot mm -hmm. as it were to mm -hmm pull you out of help pull you out of it mm -hmm. right you might end up smiling at somebody or maybe somebody smiles at you and just just that tiny little thing can change your chems yeah yeah you know you see the right flower you see a squirrel <laughs> yeah just something simple something yeah. life-affirming yeah and it just changes your chems just that bit Right. Or it doesn't really change your chems. When you go back and you go lie back down, mm -hmm. but you did it. And there it is, that tiny victory. Right. And that's what you have. Right. You right, built that right. tiny victory. Right. You know, and that's that tiny little step. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's that's the only one. Do you feel, do you, do you, do you suffer from depression when you're working? Uh I, not when I'm at work, no. Right. No. No. But like, but like still sometimes in Austin when you're doing sure. these magical jobs. I know. You, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. I definitely, it. I will have that. Yeah. And what do you, like, what, what other tools, like daily tools, like do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you, you don't go to therapy, you said, I right? I don't. Uh, some days I, um, I lean into it. Mm-hmm just smash it like a pie in the face and what does that look like dark yeah you're just like Ugh. what are there things that you're saying like i hate i hate i hate myself sure like, just go the there just go okay like this? you this depressed Ugh. look at it yeah look at it why what how ugly is it yeah you know what do you need to do with this what are you gonna do with this maureen yeah. What are you going to do with it? You're yeah. going to kill yourself? Mm -hmm. You're going to do that? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. So what are you going to do with it? Mm. You just need to stare at my ugly face for a little bit and wallow in it? Okay. Mm. And I'll stay there and I'll wallow it. But a lot of times that's because I know the next day or whatever, I got to get up and go to work. 
Mm -hmm. So there's not too much danger. It's just sort of, it's, it's like going down into a cave and there's this monster mm. and it's just, it's looking at the monster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Some, some days I'll, I'll just look at the monster mm -hmm. and go, yeah, you got me, you motherfucker. I hate you. But if you're turning away from it, you're not able to look at it and go, I fucking hate you. Right. You know? Because you're looking for other things. But yeah, sometimes I'll stare it in the motherfucking mug. Yeah. And you let know. it know how much I hate it. Yeah. And how much time it's wasted of mine. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of end up spiraling into this, but I got you beat. You know, mm -hmm. you start having that conversation with the monster. Mm -hmm. And you can start to rise when you're talking to it. Mm -hmm. You find out some stuff. You start listing off. Your little victories. I did the dishes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I took a shower. Fuck you. You know, mm -hmm. like, sometimes it just feels better to just look at it and get mad at it. Yeah. It's It's going to be there. It's going to come and it's going to go. It's not going away ever in my life. Mm -hmm. It's it's always, you know, talk about all my characters in mm -hmm. my uh, playing field. The monster. The, there's the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do but, you remember? Do you do you remember meeting the monster as a kid? When's your first memory of monster? Uh, the rut, as I've uh, I actually, also I actually wrote referred to other yeah. Rats. I actually wrote a one woman show uh, back when I was forty, mm -hmm. thirty eight, thirty nine, mm -hmm. somewhere in there, uh, called Mo versus Mo, and it was exactly mm -hmm. about all of this. And I think I first really became familiar with it um, in, jun in junior high. And certainly by my senior high year or uh, senior years in high school, high school, uh, it became something very real. And then it became even realer and uh, emergent in my 20s, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. which was the first time that I started to take something for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that felt better. It That worked for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've come and gone from from the, the medicinal help on it. Huh. Yeah. Is there any, are there any other characters we haven't talked about yet mm. in, this, oh, in this conversation? Who else Any is in there? Major. Oh my gosh. I mean, these uh, are some, these are these are the main. These are definitely main characters. Uh, what do you? Who's the part of you that goes like? I'm having the most beautiful experience in Austin. Like, is that? That's Mo? my soul. That's your soul. Okay. That's yeah. the all-embracing self. Yeah. That's the little girl who just so excited to be alive yeah and to appreciate just you know the it's the little artist it's mm. the little it's the it's me and i'm an artist mm -hmm. and that's my soul and that's what i'm doing in austin too like i love walking around that city and it's all new and <gasps> i love going to set and there's all these new people and i I love them so much and I love working that hard. I've never worked and I've worked hard. Yeah. Never worked this hard. 
it's a totally different kind of way of working. It's using a different side of my brain. It's using my body. It's being with people that are completely passionate and going 200%. There are no assholes. Mm -hmm. There's just the best of the best. And I get to count myself among them. <sighs> lucky. Yeah. Lucky girl. So lucky. Uh, but yeah, that's Mo. Mo is the one that um, really sees life's beauty and just wants to just lick all of it yeah you know that's that's a lot of what is going on with this gig mm. gig <laughs> gig yeah it's not even the right term more than i get well, it's yeah. it's a i call it soul boot camp oh gosh i love it yeah i love it i wish everyone soul boot camp oh man i know that's really where it's at if it we could is. all have a little soul boot camp for real yeah, as part of our jobs yeah. and careers. Seriously. Now, how can we, if let's say we're, let's say there's someone out there listening um, who's like, my job is the opposite of soul boot camp. Yeah. I fucking hate my job and I feel stuck there. I yeah. feel like I, I don't like anyone I work with. I feel like the things I'm asked to do are annoying. I don't know how to leave it. Like, what do you, how, what would be your advice to like a person who, how do we, how can we have a little soul boot camp even when we're not in soul boot camp? <laughs> you know what I mean? How can yeah. we bring the soul boot camp to our shitty? Jump. Jobs. Yeah. Jump. Quit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, really, um, faith mm. uh, in self, that's hard to do. But uh, I do think that there's something to all of that. But also faith in that it may not always be like that either. Mm -hmm. I certainly, before fear came along, I thought, I thought my career was done. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It was over. Now, Nothing why did you happening. think that? Because you just hadn't worked in a while? <laughs> because I, yeah, because it's like the calls that were coming in were just little things, yeah. nothing. It wasn't growing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't expanding the way I want. And I was, um, and Hollywood was forgetting me. Mm. I don't give a shit about that now mm -hmm. at all. I have a job that I love to do. I know it's still in the industry, mm -hmm. but I somehow feel it's kind of has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. Like it is just so soul boot camp and yeah, I get to do it in Austin. So it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's not, uh, you still feel like your career is over as you knew it, maybe as like, I knew it. This is the whole new this yeah. is the beginning of a whole new <laughs> there thing. is. And it's like, yeah. you know, um, I think we're in pilot season right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I only want to do things that help me grow. Mm. You know, if that happens in my career, great through, you know, um, shows or jobs that I do. Wonderful. But I don't need to just uh, say yes to things just to pay the mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, thankfully, that is now taken care of. You know, it's mm -hmm. not huge. Right. I'm not my life isn't crazy insane different yeah. it's not but um i have some security mm -hmm. a little bit of a security now i can mm -hmm. relax a little bit right mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and know too like i got medical you know i got health insurance which is a big deal for me Fuck yeah and uh so there's a a security that's that i've been handed for a little bit which i've not known since mad tv 
mm-hmm. you know, which is t- almost 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, when you have a show that's on the air for yeah. you know, oh, many God. seasons, it's a whole different world. Yeah. So it's nice to just relax there mm-hmm. and enjoy this experience. Um, yeah, and I, when you felt like your career was kind of over, like, how did you deal with that? Well, there was certainly depression. Sure. Um, I, I definitely I mean, did started. Did you get anxious? Like, did you get like crazed? Yeah. So, what did you? Were you like, I guess I'll I did write a, some stuff, or I don't know. I always was trying to reinvent self. At certain phases, I started doing stand up. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wrote a one woman show. Mm-hmm. Did that. I was doing a couple different shows around town that were like once a month just so I'd have something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got back to painting. I'm a painter. Oh, wow. Which was really good because that was turning my back on the industry Mm -hmm. per se. Mm -hmm. And that felt good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, oh, I did a, I, well, it's funny. Yeah. I got myself into a play last year and that's when I got the call for fear so of all things I had to fly back every weekend from Austin to do the play on Saturday nights but I did it yeah and there was a victory yeah right I was like oh this is insane and but I'm doing it yeah like I'm doing it this isn't the this isn't the lady that lays on the couch no she's doing it like this is nuts like you still got it Mo yeah so that was really cool because the play was amazing too creatively. Yeah. And of course I did it because the industry what was wasn't... What was the play? Oh, uh, it was called Damaged Furniture, mm-hmm. written by Howie Score. It's just, it was an original. Love and it. I got to perform with my husband. Oh, so great. So it was really cool. So it was worth flying back. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and they're polar opposites yeah. to do too. So it was... Uh. I don't know, fulfilling something. Yeah, so you kind of diversified. I diversified. You diversified and you stayed creative. Yeah. But I loved having that faith in myself too and saying, okay, I'm going to get busy with a play and mm-hmm. I'm busy with that now. Mm-hmm. I can't I, I'm, I can't necessarily do everything else. It's got to fit into this, mm-hmm. um, which is owning it. Yeah. And so as far as talking to other people who may feel stuck in a situation, it's like, Go to your love list. What do you love to do? Mm-hmm. And do it. Yeah. Whether it's a sideline project, do it. Right. You must. It must be part of you, mm-hmm. you know, and let it infuse your shitty job. <laughs> but do it. Don't say you don't have time for that thing that you love. You make time for it. Mm-hmm find it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's important yeah because that's that bigger journey yeah i always say like what you feed or i didn't say that was that some teacher of mine but what you feed grows yes and so you know if yeah. you love painting for example yep and you're but you're in a shitty job fucking for 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes on a break just to, like do a little, even if it's just a drawing, you know it. what I mean? Do a it's little, important. like a kid's water And stop set. saying, oh, that's nothing. Oh, oh just, just right. this little thing. Oh, I went and I did this. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal because that's your soul. Mm-hmm. Just going, use me. Yeah. Anytime you, know? you make room. Yeah. For your, make space, make time. Yeah. For your soul. 
to feel good. I feel like that's when the universe steps in too and says, do more of that. And here, I'm going to make more room for you to do that. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, things start changing shape Mm -hmm. when you go toward the thing you love, that you have passion about, and perhaps you are meant to do. I feel like you go towards that. Universe, as stubborn as it is, is also malleable. And if you are putting your energy into something, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change shape mm-hmm. and maybe help you. And that's where the faith in that and might start to get scary because it goes, oh, no, it's making room because it took away my hours at work. Right? But maybe that was the intention. You don't have those extra two hours of pay. (sighs) Breathe deep. (sighs) Maybe this is because there's two more hours for me to do this thing that I love. So if I take my anxiety off of those two hours that I lost, what have I gained? What did the universe give me? It's sort of, it's taking that breath and looking at perhaps what it's really about or what you can do with it it's uh, accentuate the positive eliminate the negative it's glass half full Mm. you know it's Mm -hmm. it's all of those things which in this uh day and age can be really tough it's uh it's cloudy out there right these days yeah um so you have to really oh my gosh just like my t-shirt bring on the sunshine just realize mm-hmm. what I'm wearing. Yeah, she ran a t-shirt that says, bring on the sunshine. But you got to do that for yourself. Yeah. Bring yeah. on your sunshine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes it doesn't look like what it might be. Yeah. The loss of something may be presenting itself like a loss, but it's actually a gain. Just mm-hmm. perspective, how you're going to look at it. Take a good look at it. Anytime you can sit in that discomfort, that's just a gain in itself, right? Yes. I always feel like when you are uncomfortable, that's when you should really pay attention because there might be something important for you to see or hear. Mm -hmm. That discomfort, what is it? Mm -hmm. What is it telling you to do? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, uh, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night insomnia stuff and it's I used to have a lot of anxiety about that waking up and oh panic I'm not going to get enough sleep and how am I going to live you know <laughs> it's yeah. like you can do a lot on no sleep I've done it yeah, yeah um but also now I look at that time as oh I'm supposed to be awake ah mm. uh, there's something here I'm supposed to I love that here. instead of resisting it you just instead of resisting it. and mm-hmm. and you still you're resting so you're good yeah you yeah. trust your body too mm-hmm. like trust your body it's so nice to be able to take the resistance out of off of the pain because that's where too much energy goes well yeah yeah like pain is pain like you know if the pain is you're you're awake at night or your pain is that you have physical pain or your pain yeah. is that you're just sad that someone's not with you who you want to be with you. Like that's the pain. But the yeah. suffering is when we like hate ourselves or are annoyed that the pain exists. Right. Like the suffering comes from like a resistance to yeah. the pain. Yeah. I I think. It sure can. And so like, yeah, being up at night sucks. It's painful in the middle of the night. If but it, as long as you're not suffering about it, if you're you can in, embrace you're it. In a, you're in bed. Right. Like, 
I can go, Mo, this is your favorite place. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mo, you bed. love being in bed, and I do. <laughs> I love it. Get 10 p.m. comes, and man, I'm in that Fuck thing. Yeah. Um, I love it. So it's like, well, now you get to just be awake for more of it. Right. Ooh, feel the soft sheets. And remember how excited you were when you bought those soft sheets yeah. and discovered them? Yeah. Just let it be good. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's angels talking to you. Totes. I always look for that. Yeah. I look over at my husband and he's sleeping. That's awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Smell him. Mm -hmm. Like all of it. Just look at the room. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or shut your eyes and just be. So great. But maybe there's something you're supposed to hear or enjoy. Acceptance. But being tired. Yes, it can become debilitating in ways, but... It's just tired. You're a new mom, you know. Oh my gosh, I know all about being tired. Oh yeah, God. but it's. I remember that time when my son was yeah. born. It's like, wow, wow. It's amazing how well you can function on little sleep. Yeah, like it's powerful what you can do. Totally. Yeah, it's incredible. I know. I've never been so tired. I mean, I yeah. can't believe. I can't. I just don't. I don't. I never sleep as long as I need to. You're in a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. But you still exist. But you, I'm exist. We're here doing this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been like the most joyful thing. Thank you so this much. This is I'm wonderful. So glad that I always love a good talk. Thanks for having me. I always oh love a good, God. real conversation. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IamCatFoster and reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. For links and recommendations from this week's episode, visit ActingRealPodcast.com episodes go up on Mondays. Subscribe to the show and rate and review us. It would mean so, so much to us if you did. This podcast is produced by Hanami Sutton and Chris Mako with technical assistance by David O'Hara and music by Sean Hokanson. We love you guys. We really, really do. Thanks for listening. See you next week.